I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, happy Friday and welcome back to the news du jour. We made it through the week and I also survived all the testing that I had to do yesterday morning. Oh my gosh, you guys, it was so bad. Um, If you guys have already done the glucose test, the longer version before, imagine trying to do it with a chronic illness that flares up when you don't eat. Oh my gosh, it was so rough. Um, But luckily, all the doctors and nurses there took really good care of me. They put me in this ginormous recliner so I could just lay back and just try not to throw up. Um, Anyway, it was no fun, but it's over and I'm excited to get our results back. Hopefully, we'll get them back today, if not on Monday. So, In the next few days, we should have some results. Devin and I are headed down to Dallas for, I would call it a staycation, but we don't really live in Dallas, obviously. Um, So it's like a tiny trip. Anyway, we're picking up some furniture in Dallas and going furniture shopping because if you guys are from around here, you know that Dallas has a lot more to offer in terms of furniture stores. They have an Ikea, they have Crate and Barrel, they have so many options there that we just don't have here at OKC. So in order to be able to touch and feel, sometimes it's just easier to head down there and knock out a bunch of items at the same time. Anywho, jumping into our episode today, We have a ton of Ukraine updates for you guys. What else is new? But then we also have a few other updates for you guys that are very interesting and important to know about at the end of the episode. So let's get into it. So first up, a Ukrainian mayor was captured and then freed in a special mission. So the mayor of a city called Meltopol was captured by Russian troops on March 11th, but he was actually just freed by a special operation by the Ukrainians. We were not given many details on how exactly this special operation went down. That information is likely pretty important to keep secret. But the mayor posted a video to Facebook yesterday thanking the Ukrainian President Zelensky for his rescue. His southeastern city has been occupied since the earliest days of the Russian invasion. He was actually seen being led away with Russian-backed separatists with a bag over his head and hunched over. So people were definitely worried about his safety. They claimed to be planning on trying him for quote-unquote aiding terrorism The mayor said plans to said he plans to take a few days to recover from this week long kidnapping ordeal and then he will get back to fighting alongside the other leaders of Ukraine. Zelensky said of this situation, quote, we don't leave ours behind, end quote. 
But this is not the only Ukrainian mayor to have been kidnapped by Russian troops and held hostage. Three other mayors are currently still abducted. Zelensky is working hard to secure all of their safe release from Russian troops. And next up, children have been pulled from a theater in Ukraine. So in Moribol, the city under siege that we've been talking about a lot had a big theater in it where a lot of people were taking cover from the constant bombing. Well, it seems that this theater was purposefully bombed by the Russians on Tuesday, knowing full well that it was mostly civilians inside. Satellite images actually showed that Ukrainians had written children in large white letters in Russian on both the top and the front of the building, so as to let the invaders know that there were many children taking shelter there. But luckily, the building had a fortified basement, and it's unclear as to whether this basement was fortified for the purpose of being a bomb shelter or if that was just a convenient situation, but This is why people were sheltering there, and it seemed most of them lived through the ordeal, although they've now been trapped underground for over 24 hours. The Russian government denied carrying out any of these attacks on the city of Marupol, calling the allegations lies. When there are photographs, videos, and satellite imagery of these attacks being carried out. The children luckily have been pulled out of the rubble and everyone seems to be okay so far. According to the city's government, 80% of Marupol's residential buildings have been destroyed by Russian bombing and shelling since the war began less than a month ago. Things like that are just such a blatant uh, attempt to hurt civilians too. If you think about it, like, Why would you bomb a residential building? Obviously, that's where civilians are. So these types of things are just absolutely against all the rules of war and the way things are supposed to be conducted. And this is why, you know, as per our episode yesterday, the U.S. Congress and Biden have come out saying that Putin is a war criminal blatantly. But next up, 7,000 plus Russian troops have died, which is more than the number of American troops that died in Iraq and Afghanistan combined. So Ukrainian sources are reporting that about 13,500 Russian troops have died. Russia, though, is reporting about 500. But U.S. intelligence puts their estimate at about 7,000 and Given that we don't have as much of a dog in the fight um, and have pretty accurate information so far in this war, I would say their estimate is probably the most spot on. And 7,000, that is a lot, you guys. So for reference, Iwo Jima, one of the most infamous conflicts in World War II, lasted 36 days and yet under 7,000 Marines were killed there. There have only been 21 days of fighting here, so about a third less than Iwo Jima, and more Russian troops have died. 
This is also more than the number of American troops that died in both Iraq and Afghanistan combined. Over years of war. You know, think about that. Years and years of war in those two battlefronts. And yet more Russian troops have died in 21 days. This high number of deaths will certainly throw off plans for unit formations and definitely morale and therefore effectiveness, especially as they have already lost three generals to the war. All over a fight that the Russian people don't seem to want. And that brings me to our next story having to do with Russia. Olga Smirnova, the star of the Russian ballet, has left Russia in protest of the war. So Olga Smirnova, age 30, has danced at the Bolshevoy for over a decade. That is huge in a dancer's lifetime. She's a household name in Russia and widely known as the star of the Russian ballet. But on Wednesday, Olga not only announced that she is leaving the ballet, but that she's leaving Russia itself. Olga made it clear that this move was directly related to the atrocities that Putin is committing in Ukraine. This significant cultural icon said she opposed the war with, quote, all the fibers of my soul, end quote. But Olga is not the only dancer to have left the Russian ballet in protest. A number of dancers have now. And in fact, Putin has now put two of his own top intelligence agents under house arrest, along with a deputy. Rumors say that Putin's blaming them for the military defeats and intelligence leaks. He claimed that these leaders told him it would be a lot easier for them to take Ukraine from the Ukrainian people, who seem to be putting up a very courageous fight. Putin is also said to have fired two top generals as well. But with morale so low, so many Russians opposing the war, and so many dying, if he keeps giving people the axe, who will he have left to turn to? And that's going to be it for our Ukraine coverage today. And now we're headed to China. Could there possibly be a new variant? So (laughs) I feel like we're having deja vu. Hazmat suits and lockdowns are back on the menu for China this week. And no one is happy about it. This is the largest surge in China in the past two years. New cases in one day spiked to over 3,000 on Monday. Health officials are absolutely scrambling. Could this be a new variant emerging? Right now it looks like Omicron, but with it spreading so quickly and so uh, suddenly, it seems like there might be something else at play here. About 24 million people have now gone back under lockdown in China following this new outbreak, and schools are going back online. Cases are also rapidly on the rise in Europe as well, so it looks like only a matter of time until this new wave hits us here in the U.S. 
But many say this kind of up and down is just what we can expect from living with COVID going forward. And now that vaccines are available, we all just need to stay boosted and ride the wave. And lastly for today, after leading the company pretty successfully, at least from a finance standpoint, Starbucks CEO is stepping down and their founder, Howard Schultz, will be stepping in temporarily. It's important to note that this change does come on the heels of a lot of complaints coming from their staff across the country. So whether that's playing a role or not is not really clear. The CEO says that he is retiring. So who knows what's exactly going on, but Howard Schultz will be leading the company until the board can pick a new CEO. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, the sky is full of stars, but there's still room for all of them to shine. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop, tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge, and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence, tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh. Oh.